This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is uh, Jay Harwoods with the Amazing Mets Alumni Podcast, and my special guest this week is uh, John Olerud. John, thanks for giving me a couple of minutes. Yeah, glad to be here with you, Jay. John, can I, before we get started on the really hard-hitting stuff, can we dispel a rumor that's been around for years and years and years and years? <laughs> spring, spring training, 2000, with the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. You're a Mariner, so is Ricky Henderson, a former teammate. Ricky supposedly approached you and said, Hey, John, I played with a guy uh, last year with the Mets who wore a helmet like you do. Who's that guy? Yeah. Did it happen like that, John? No. I mean, that's that's the story that that he asked me why I wear the helmet, and then uh, and I said because I had surgery for an aneurysm, and he goes, "Man, I I played with a guy like that, or you know, I played with the guy like that in New York." Yeah, Ricky, that was me. That that was the way the story went. Uh, but um, no, it, it didn't happen, and and I found out about it, uh, you know, taking batting practice one day with the the Mariners and Dave Niehaus came up to me and asked me that question. And I said, <laughs> you know, wow, that's funny. Uh, you know, it's a great story, but it's not true. You know, Ricky didn't say that. And, uh, and I thought it would be over with at that point. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those stories that took a life of its own and, uh, and, uh, just continued to go on. So it's, it's a funny story. And that started with our former trader, Scott Lawrence who kind of yeah. devil a sense of humor, and the story went up in uh, Sports Illustrated and all over the place. That was one of the great yeah. things of all time to perpetuate he, that. Uh, he did a good job. Hey, John. In yeah, order, no, Scott, Scott, Scott Lawrence had a great sense of humor. He did. Super dry, and, and he would always uh, be coming up with stories like that. It was always fun to go to the training room and see, you know, uh, what sort of uh, picture was up on the – on the bulletin board there because he would cut a picture out of a magazine and that uh you know and make up a story about a guy on the team and jay i think you were even up on the i board made the board i certainly did i forget what it was but i'm sure <laughs> i did but yeah hey, hey john in all the in your 70 year career and all the stats you combined to me one of the most amazing stats in the three years you went to mets you missed a total of 10 games in three years it was 154 yeah. 160 and 162. How did you do that? You know, it was just, uh, you know, blessed to stay healthy during that uh, period of time. I was very fortunate that I didn't get very many injuries and uh, was able to play. And, you know, you got to have a, a manager that wants to have you in the lineup. Uh, and uh, Bobby Valentine believed in me and, uh, you know, uh, put me in there against uh, tough left-handed starters. So, you know, you got to be uh, fortunate to be healthy and you got to have uh, – you know, a manager that uh, wants you in the lineup as well. One of the great trades in Mets history, John, it was November of uh, 1996. Robert Person to the Blue Jays for uh, John Olerud. And no reflection on Robert Person, who's a nice young man, but is, is yeah. a pretty one-sided trade. You know, m most people, you know, Jenny, come from Washington State. 
and you and your wife yeah. you had really no problem adjusting to New York. Remember, how did you hit it off so well? I mean, you didn't, there was no anything, you just fit right into the city. Yeah. Uh, well, my wife loved the city, uh, you know, when we were with the Blue Jays and we'd, uh, come play the Yankees, uh, you know, the city was more intimidating to me. I was more scared of the city than my wife was. Uh, and so, uh, you know, when we got traded, you know, she was really, uh, one of the motivators to say, well, let's, you know, let's just live in the city. Let's, you know, try to get the most out of the city that we can. And, uh, we did and we uh i just loved it you know fell in love with the city we had a wonderful experience in new york and uh and and then too also i think the situation with me coming to the mets you know i was coming off a couple of bad years with the blue jays where i wasn't playing well and was struggling and uh so i think you know when you come to uh a new york team the expectations on me from the fans was pretty low i think uh, coming in. And so when you do better than the expectations, you know, the fans say you, you win the fans over pretty quick. I, you know, I remember Mike Piazza coming to the Mets and, uh, you know, and anytime you have a superstar coming to a New York team, the expectations are so high that it's just hard to, hard to meet them. So I think the fact that I was coming in, I wasn't doing well, there weren't a whole lot of expectations. And then I got off to a good start really helped make the transition go well. And uh, and then, uh, you know, we just had a great experience in the city. We loved it. I remember, I don't know if you remember, John, I played a practical joke on you during, I forget what year it was. In my younger days, I used to write these phony notes on the last day of the season. My note regarding you, I said, John Olerud set a club record during the summer. He went to 37 Broadway plays, <laughs> which was a new team record. I remember after the game, reporters yeah. did approach you about asking about your record, which, of course, you knew nothing about. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that I, I uh, created a lot more work for you. No, you know, not at all, me, John. Uh, not at you all. You know, get to see some stuff. So, But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I remember that. You did like the Broadway plays, I remember, right, John? I mean, you did like to go to the shows. Yeah, you know, like I say, uh, you know, my wife and I, we – tried to take advantage of uh, the city when we had opportunities to do that. And uh, and we had a great time, really enjoyed it. John, even though your, your, your stay with the Mets was three years, your, your name is still really all over the Mets' uh, record book. Highest betting average, 354. Highest on base percentage, 447. Most amount of walks, 125. And tied a team record with 162 games played. I mean, I mean, I know you had a great success with the Blue Jays batting titles, two World Series, but, I mean, the three-year thing you had with the Mets was pretty remarkable, too. Oh, it, yeah, it was great. I, I would say, you know, it was one of the one of the best experiences, uh, you know, a big turnaround for me in my baseball career. Um, you know, coming from the Blue Jays, struggling, struggling, uh, getting in with the Mets, and uh, Tom Robson was uh, the batting instructor that I needed to kind of help get things turned around. So I give uh, Tom Robson a lot of credit for, you know, helping me get, get things turned around. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just a, it was a great experience. And like I said, I, you know, I was a little nervous coming to New York because, you know, it can just be a tough place to, to play. And, you know, everything just exceeded my expectations so much that it was just a great experience. But John, let me take it back to September of 1999. The Sports Illustrated cover comes out, the greatest infield ever in Major League Baseball history. You were at first, uh, 
uh, Fonzie is at second, Ray Ordonis is at third, and Robin Ventura is at third base. What, in your mind, made that infield special? Uh, you know, everybody was just so good. You know, uh, Ray Ordonis and uh, Robin Ventura, you knew that they were gold glovers. And I think Edgardo Alfonso, you know, he got overshadowed by those guys, but I think he only had like a couple of errors the whole season. He had an amazing year, played great defense, and uh, and I. But I think he kind of got overshadowed by those guys because everybody expected that. But Edgardo was just so solid. And uh, and then for myself, you know, having Cookie Rojas helped me with uh, digging balls out of the dirt and playing first base. Cookie Rojas definitely made me a better first baseman and gave me an opportunity to be a Gold Glover when I got back to Seattle. But I made leaps and bounds improvements because of uh, the coaching that Cookie Rojas uh, gave me over there at first. I, I just got to be a much better, you know, uh, receiving the ball at first base, digging the ball out of the dirt because of Cookie Rojas. So he made me better. But I, I would say all those three guys, they made my job so easy over there uh, that, uh, <laughs> you know, you look at what's the one person that, you wouldn't expect to be in that group. That would be me. But I, you know, like I no, said, you, you more than held your ground, John. Well, like like I said, Cookie uh, totally made me a, a much better first baseman, and uh, and then those guys, you know, the throws that they made and uh, and uh, plays that they made definitely made me look better as well. The best thing about Cookie, you know, what his wife's first name was? You I don't know if you remember, Candy. It was Cookie <laughs> and Candy Rojas. That's a pretty good combination. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's a great combo. Yeah, we uh, ninety nine season was it was a crazy year. I remember we had to wait in, in the Diamond Club about ten thirty eleven o'clock to see the you know outcome of the Reds Brewer game, and we went to uh, to Cincinnati and Al had that great game. And you were a part of another part of Mets lore, John Robin Ventura's uh, uh, Grand Slam single. Yeah. I think you were at second base when Robin hit the ball. Yeah, if you remember correctly, if I remember yeah. correctly. I think so. You walked in that inning, um, and then uh, he hit the ball. And see, Todd, Todd Pratt, who's got blame, I'm kidding, for causing the, the, the home to become a single, <laughs> he said everybody would have charged Robin at some point. Did you know it was a home run as soon as he hit it, or what, what was your view of the ball? Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. I just know that it was a home run, whether I just started walking be, or you know started jogging because I knew it was a home run. Or not, I, uh, you know, once I, I knew it was gone, you know, you just run the score. And, and Todd, uh, you know, what a great teammate uh, Todd Pratt was. Nobody was more encouraging and, you know, uh, building up the guys than Todd Pratt. And, and Todd was so excited. He gets to second base. He knows the game's over. And he... <laughs> <laughs> he just comes back and tackles Robin. Uh, so yeah, no, that was uh, that was a funny. You know, most of the time everybody rounds the bases and you uh, you know celebrate at home plate. And and Todd was just so excited, he just couldn't. Yeah, help it was himself. good. <laughs> John, wrap it up. Just tell me a little bit about Jordan's fun. I mean, your your daughter was born um, with some disabilities, and you started a fun working with uh, with children's with special needs tell us a little bit what you and kelly are doing with that yeah yeah uh you know so that's uh you know jordan uh you know she was born with an unbalanced translocation uh some chromosome issues that have caused a, a significant amount of uh disabilities and uh health issues and uh so you know w 
um, we, you know, trying to navigate that uh, was a challenge. And just uh, we felt like, you know, here we are. We have the financial means to get help. We have, you know, family and friends around to help us uh, through this tough time. And it's still really hard. And, you know, how do people do it that, that don't have the same kind of support that we did? And so uh, we just felt like we were called into, you know, helping out that community. You know, God put us into that community. And so uh, we probably would have never thought about helping that community had we not had a child like Jordan. Uh, and so, um, so, so that's what we do. You know, I funded the, the Jordan Fund and uh, we give out grants. It's a grant writing uh, where we help out other uh, organizations that uh, help out special needs kids, uh, especially ones that we know uh, really helped us out and were good organizations. And then, uh, you know, we also try to help out families, you know, if they have uh, issues with, uh, you know, adaptive devices that they need help with, uh, that sort of thing. We try to help out individual families as well. So, um so that's that's what uh, the Jordan Fund uh, is it's about. Great. It's good work, John. Yeah. You and Kelly do great work. Yeah, yeah. It's, thank it's you. Great. Listen, I I pre- appreciate your time and you know, thankfully, I guess we put to bed that one rumor <laughs> about Ricky and give Scott Lawrence a little give, give credit for his creativity and you know, thanks for coming on board, John. I really, really appreciate it, John. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Great to hear. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.